It's time now for the complete story with Rich Bot, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here is Rich Bot with today's complete story. And I'm glad to be back with you on Complete Story today, folks. My dad's voice is continuing to heal after the surgery, and thank you for your continuing prayers. I know he is chomping at the bit to get back on the air and tell you all about his story and how the Lord is healing his voice while following that surgery at the Mayo Clinic, and thank God for those wonderful surgeons there. Do you have the sense that we're living in strategic times? Uh, I certainly do, and you see it every day in the news. And uh, a week or so ago, when I was at the National Day of Prayer, it had such a powerful impact on me. And now just this past week, on Monday— When the National Embassy of the United States was transferred to Jerusalem, and it was covered on the TV news, and it went worldwide. And you know, it was a little bit frustrating for me because on some of the secular news outlets where they aired parts of it, they also talked over some of the parts that I thought were the most important, which were the prayers and people giving glory to God. So on today's complete story, I want to bring to you some highlights of the ceremony of the U.S. Embassy being dedicated in the capital of Israel, Jerusalem. And the timeliness of it is amazing. And so, following the national anthem, the U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, took to the podium, and this is how he opened the ceremony. Distinguished guests and dear friends, Tammy and I welcome you to the opening and dedication of the United States Embassy in Jerusalem, Israel. And there was a thunderous applause, a standing ovation, and folks, it went on and on and on. But as the applause began to subside then, Ambassador Friedman continued. On this exact day, 70 years ago, At almost this exact time, David Ben-Gurion declared Israel's independence. Just 11 minutes later, President Harry Truman caused the United States to be the very first nation to recognize the reborn state of Israel. He later regretted that he waited so long. Seventy years since that memorable event, almost to the minute, the United States finally takes the next step, a step awaited, voted upon, litigated, and prayed for for all these years. Today, we open the United States Embassy in Jerusalem, Israel. And that's the way it began. Uh, U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman. It continued then with this opening prayer by Pastor Robert Jeffress, pastor of First Baptist Church of Dallas, and also you know him as the host of the Pathway to Victory radio broadcast here on Bot Radio Network. Here's Pastor Robert Jeffress. Heavenly Father, we come before you, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thanking you for bringing us to this momentous occasion in the life of your people and in the history of our world. 4,000 years ago, you said to your servant Abraham that you would make him the father of a great nation, a nation through whom the whole world would be blessed. 
And now as we look back, we see how Israel has been that blessing to the entire world through her innovations in medicine, technology, and energy. But most of all, Israel has blessed this world by pointing us to you, the one true God, through the message of her prophets, the scriptures, and the Messiah. We come before you today thanking you for your providential and powerful protection of this nation from all who would seek to destroy her. This nation, the nation of Israel, you have called the apple of your eye. And Father, we are also grateful as we think about what happened 70 years ago today at this very moment when you fulfilled the prophecies of the prophets from thousands of years ago and regathered your people in this promised land. Now we want to thank you, especially today, for the courageous leadership of Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and his determination to do whatever it takes to protect his people at all costs. We are equally grateful for the skillful work of our Ambassador David Friedman, who so effectively represents our United States policy of always standing by and supporting our most reliable ally and friend in the Middle East. And now, Father, as we come to dedicate this embassy in the city of Jerusalem, the city that you named as the capital of Israel 3,000 years ago, we want to thank you for the tremendous leadership of our great president, Donald J. Trump. Without President Trump's determination, resolve, courage, we would not be here today. And I believe, Father, I speak for every one of us when we say, we thank you every day that you have given us a president who boldly stands on the right side of history, but more importantly, stands on the right side of you, O oh God, when it comes to Israel. And now today, Father, we want to pray what the psalmist prayed 3,000 years ago. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love her prosper. May peace dwell within her walls. And we pray this in the name and the spirit of the Prince of Peace, Jesus our Lord. Amen. What a great way to begin the dedication ceremony of the U.S. Embassy as it is moved now to Jerusalem. Pastor Robert Jeffress, that was a powerful, powerful prayer. Followed up now then with this video message from President Trump. Exactly 70 years ago, the United States under President Harry Truman became the first nation to recognize the state of Israel. Today, we officially open the United States Embassy in Jerusalem. Congratulations. It's been a long time coming. Almost immediately after declaring statehood in 1948, Israel designated the city of Jerusalem as its capital, the capital the Jewish people established in ancient times. So important. Today, Jerusalem is the seat of Israel's government. It is the home of the Israeli legislature and the Israeli Supreme Court and Israel's prime minister and president. Israel is a sovereign nation with the right, like every other sovereign nation, to determine its own capital. Yet for many years, we failed to acknowledge the obvious, the plain reality that Israel's capital is Jerusalem. On December 6, 2017, at my direction, the United States finally and officially recognized Jerusalem 
as the true capital of Israel. Today, we follow through on this recognition and open our embassy in the historic and sacred land of Jerusalem. And we're opening it many, many years ahead of schedule. As I said in December, our greatest hope is for peace. The United States remains fully committed to facilitating a lasting peace agreement, and we continue to support the status quo at Jerusalem's holy sites, including at the Temple Mount, also known as Haram al-Sharif. This city and its entire nation is a testament to the unbreakable spirit of the Jewish people. The United States will always be a great friend of Israel and a partner in the cause of freedom and peace. We wish Ambassador Friedman good luck as he takes up his office in this beautiful Jerusalem embassy, and we extend a hand in friendship to Israel, the Palestinians, and to all of their neighbors. May there be peace. May God bless this embassy. May God bless all who serve there. And may God bless the United States of America. Thank you. And that was a video message from President Donald Trump. And I just want to say, uh, God bless Donald Trump for actually doing what he said he was going to do. I, I mean, this goes back many presidents, Clinton, Bush, Obama, all of them said that they would move the embassy to Jerusalem, but then they delayed it six months, and then they delayed it six months. Congress had already approved this, and they delayed it and delayed it and delayed it forever. And you know, justice delayed is justice denied. Well, President Trump said he would move the embassy to Jerusalem, and then he did it. So what we're listening to today is what took place just this past Monday when the United States Embassy was moved to Jerusalem and it was dedicated. Now, it was dedicated, opened with this powerful prayer by Pastor Robert Jeffress. Then we heard Donald Trump and his video message. And then his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, spoke, and it was just a wonderful thing what he had to say. And folks, I want you to hear it. In December of last year, President Trump announced to the world that the United States would finally recognize the truth, that Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. He also declared that we would soon move our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and just five months later, we are standing on these grounds. While presidents before him have backed down from their pledge to move the American embassy once in office, this president delivered because when President Trump makes a promise, he keeps it. But today also demonstrates American leadership. By moving our embassy to Jerusalem, we have shown the world once again that the United States can be trusted. We stand with our friends and our allies, and above all else, we've shown that the United States of America will do what's right, and so we have. Israel is a sovereign nation with the right to determine its own capital, the same right that is enjoyed by every other country in the world. In taking this action, the United States has also chosen to strengthen the bond between our two countries. Our special bond is the envy of nations throughout the world. This bond is forged through shared history, sustained through shared interests, and immortalized through shared principles. The United States stands with Israel because we both believe in freedom. We stand together because we both believe in human rights. 
We stand together because we believe democracy is worth defending. And the United States stands with Israel because we believe we know that it is the right thing to do. When we stand together for the principles and the values we share, we shine a light of justice unto the world. Israel proves every day the boundless power of freedom. This land is the only land in the Middle East in which Jews, Muslims, and Christians, and people of all faiths participate and worship freely according to their beliefs. Israel protects women's rights, freedom of speech, and the right of every individual to reach their God-given potential. These are the same values that the United States cherishes. These are the values that bind us together. These are also the values that have made Israel one of the most vibrant nations in the world. This tiny population has spurred advancements in technology, medicine, and agriculture, making the world a healthier, safer, and more prosperous place. These are the blessings we hope Israel can one day share with its neighbors. Last week, President Trump acknowledged another truth and kept another promise. He announced his intention to exit the dangerous, flawed, and one-sided Iran deal. Iran's aggression threatens the many peace-loving citizens throughout the region and the entire world. From Israel to Jordan to Egypt to Saudi Arabia and beyond, many leaders are fighting to modernize their countries and create better lives for their people. In confronting common threats and in pursuit of common interests, previously unimaginable opportunities and alliances are emerging. I am also proud to be here today as a member of the team that President Trump has entrusted to lead the efforts to bring peace between the Israelis and the Palestinians. It has been an honor to work with our new Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, <laughs> National Security Advisor, John Bolton, our Ambassador, David Friedman, and our Special Representative, Jason Greenblatt, who really does so much great work. I also want to acknowledge Ambassador Nikki Haley, who really has created a new day for Israel and the U.S. On December 6th, President Trump was very clear that his decision and today's celebration do not reflect a departure from our strong commitment to lasting peace, a peace that overcomes the conflicts of the past in order to give our children a brighter and more boundless future. As we have seen from the protests of the last month and even today, those provoking violence are part of the problem and not part of the solution. The United States is prepared to support a peace agreement in every way that we can. We believe that it is possible for both sides to gain more than they give so that all people can live in peace, safe from danger, free from fear, and able to pursue their dreams. The United States recognizes the sensitivity surrounding Jerusalem, a city that means so much to so many. Jerusalem is a city unique in the history of civilization. No other place on earth can claim significance to three major religions. Each day, Jews pray at the Western Wall, Muslims bow in prayer at Al-Aqsa Mosque, and Christians worship at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. That is why President Trump has called many times, including right now, on all parties to maintain the status quo at Jerusalem's holy sites, including the Temple Mount, also known as Haram al-Sharif. While the challenges to peace are numerous, I have personally seen that the determination of the leaders in the region and throughout the world remains steadfast. They have seen too much pain, sorrow, and wasted opportunity, and they think it's time to try something better. Throughout history, Jerusalem has been the victim of war and conquest. 
It has been used to divide people and to instigate conflict by those with evil intentions. But it does not have to be this way. Jerusalem must remain a city that brings people of all faiths together to visit, to worship, to respect each other, and to appreciate the majesty of history and the glory of God's creation. Israel has been a responsible custodian of Jerusalem and has kept these religious sites open to all. In fact, immediately after the 1967 war, one of the first acts of the Knesset was to adopt the Protection of Holy Places Law, ensuring access to places of worship to members of all religions. Funds were immediately allocated to repair any damage to the churches, mosques, and synagogues that suffered through war, conflict, and neglect. As Israel turned 70, the search for a lasting peace turns over a new leaf, one of realism and of not being afraid to stand strongly with our allies for what is good, for what is right, and for what is true. When there is peace in this region, we will look back upon this day and remember that the journey to peace started with a strong America recognizing the truth. The pursuit of peace is the noblest pursuit of humankind. I believe peace is within reach if we dare to believe that the future can be different from the past, that we are not condemned to relive history, and that the way things were is not how they must forever be. It will not be an easy road, and it will be filled with difficult moments and tough decisions but if we dream big, if we lead with courage, we can change the trajectory for millions from hopeless to boundless. This is a hope that many of us know personally. I am here today as a proud American and the grandson of Holocaust survivors. During World War II, my late grandparents, Ray and Joseph Kushner, fled their homes to the forests of Belarus to escape Nazi persecution. Somehow, they managed to resist the horrors and survive. After the war, they built a new life in America, a beacon of hope, a land of limitless opportunity. In my office in the White House, I keep a photo of them on my desk to remind me of how high the stakes are when nations fail to recognize right from wrong and the decisive power America has to tip the scales in favor of the righteous. Today, we take another historic step in that direction. I am confident that as a result, our nations will be stronger, our peoples more prosperous, and our futures filled with even greater promise for peace. May God bless you. May God bless Israel. May God bless the United States of America. And folks, that was Jared Kirshner, and he is the son-in-law of President Donald Trump. Then we heard from the Prime Minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu. Dear friends, what a glorious day. Remember this moment. This is history. President Trump, by recognizing history, you have made history. All of us are deeply moved. All of us are deeply grateful. For me, being here brings back wonderful memories from my childhood. And I'll tell you that I spent the first three years of my life in this neighborhood and in Gedi Street in Talpiot, which is not very far away. There were a few charming houses here, many open fields. I remember ambling in these fields with my brother Yoni. He was six, I was three. He held my hand very tight. We'd walk to this wondrous house of Professor Joseph Klausner, the renowned Jewish historian, 
was my father's teacher. I used to peer through the slats of the wooden synagogue where he and the great Israeli writer Shai Gnun used to pray on Shabbat. And David, I would approach this place right here, but only so far, because my mother told me, you can't go any further. This was near the border. It was exposed to sniper fire. That was then. This is now. Today, today, the most, the embassy of the most powerful nation on earth, our greatest ally, the United States of America, today its embassy opened here. What a difference, what a difference. So for me, this spot brings back personal memories, but for our people, it evokes profound collective memories of the greatest moments we have known on this city on a hill. In Jerusalem, Abram passed the greatest test of faith and the right to be the father of our nation. In Jerusalem, King David established our capital 3,000 years ago. In Jerusalem, King Solomon built our temple, which stood for many centuries. In Jerusalem, Jewish exiles from Babylon rebuilt the temple, which stood for many more centuries. In Jerusalem, the Maccabees rededicated that temple and restored Jewish sovereignty in this land. And it was here in Jerusalem, some 2,000 years later, that the soldiers of Israel spoke three immortal words, Har Habayt Biadenu, the Temple Mount is in our hands. Words that lifted the spirit of the entire nation. We are in Jerusalem and we are here to stay. We are here in Jerusalem protected by the brave soldiers of the Army of Israel, led by our Chief of Staff, Gadi Eisenkot. And our brave soldiers, our brave soldiers are protecting the borders of Israel as we speak today. We salute them all. And the members of our security forces, the Shin Bet and the Mossad, whose head is with us today. We salute you all, all of you. We gather here today to celebrate another historic day in the life of this city, which I know will take its place alongside other momentous decisions in the history of our people. Over a century ago, the Balfour Declaration recognized the right of the Jewish people to a national home in this land. And exactly 70 years ago today, President Truman became the first world leader to recognize the newborn Jewish state. Last December, President Trump became the first world leader to recognize Jerusalem as our capital. And today, the United States of America is opening its embassy right here in Jerusalem. Thank you. Thank you, President Trump, for having the courage to keep your promises. Thank you, President Trump, and thank you all for making the alliance between America and Israel stronger than ever. And thank you, a special thank you, to you, Ambassador Friedman. Thank you, David, for everything you do to bring our countries and our peoples closer together. Today, you have a special privilege. You are privileged to become the first American ambassador 
to serve your country in Jerusalem. And this is a distinct honor that will be yours forever. Nobody can be first again. Thank you, David. My friends, this is a great day for Israel. It's a great day for America. It's a great day for our fantastic partnership. But I believe it's also a great day for peace. I want to thank Jared, Jason, and David for your tireless efforts to advance peace and for your tireless efforts to advance the truth. The, tru the truth and peace are interconnected. A peace that is built on lies will crash on the rocks of Middle Eastern realities. You can only build peace on truth. And the truth is that Jerusalem has been and will always be the capital of the Jewish people, the capital of the Jewish state. Truth, peace, and justice. As our justice here, Hanan Meltzer, can attest, truth, peace, and justice. This is what we have, and this is what we believe in. The prophet Zechariah declared over 2,500 years ago, so said the Lord, I will return to Zion, and I will dwell in the midst of Jerusalem, and Jerusalem shall be called the city of truth. May the opening of this embassy in this city spread the truth far and wide, and may the truth advance a lasting peace between Israel and all our neighbors. God bless the United States of America, and God bless Jerusalem, the eternal, undivided capital of Israel. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, shechianu vekeimanu vegiyanu lazman hazeh. Thank you very much. And we're bringing you special highlights of the dedication ceremony of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. That was Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu just this past Monday, May 14th. And then the service, the ceremony, was concluded with this powerful prayer by Pastor John Hagee. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who calls the stars by name, and measure space with a span of his hand, the God who is the king of the universe. We gather here today to thank you for the joy of living and seeing this glorious and historic day. We thank you for the state of Israel, the lone torch of freedom in the Middle East, who lives and prospers because of your everlasting love for the Jewish people. It was you, O oh Lord, who gathered the exiles from the nations and brought them home again. It was you who made statehood possible. It was you that gave a miraculous victory in 1967 when Jerusalem was reopened to worshipers of all faith. Jerusalem is the city of God. Jerusalem is the heartbeat of Israel. Jerusalem is where Abraham placed his son on the altar of the Temple Mount and became the father of many nations. Jerusalem is where Jeremiah and Isaiah penned principles of righteousness that became the moral foundations of Western civilization. Jerusalem is where Messiah will come and establish a kingdom that will never end. We thank you, O Lord, for President Donald Trump's courage in acknowledging to the world a truth established 3,000 years ago that Jerusalem is and always shall be the eternal capital of the Jewish people. And because of that courage of our president, 
We gather here today to consecrate the ground upon which the United States Embassy will stand, reminding the dictators of the world that America and Israel are forever united. We thank you for our ambassador, David Friedman, and pray your anointing upon him as he opens the doors of the U.S. Embassy to receive the nations of the world. Let the word go forth from Jerusalem today that Israel lives. Shout it from the housetops that Israel lives. Let every Islamic terrorist hear this message, Israel lives. Let it be heard in the halls of the United Nations, Israel lives. Let it echo down the marble halls of the presidential palace in Iran, Israel lives. Let it be known to all men that Israel lives, because he that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. As King David prayed 3,000 years ago, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem and all its inhabitants. Let the name of the Lord be glorified today for the defender of Israel today, tomorrow, and forever is here. Can we all shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah and amen indeed. We've been listening to a special highlight broadcast of the dedication ceremony of the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. That happened just this past week on Monday, May 14th. Folks, uh, do you have the sense that we're living in strategic times? We're living in historic times. I trust that you are praying and doing what you can to advance the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ in our generation. This is Rich Bott with a special edition of The Complete Story. Our comment line is one 800 We hope to hear from you. 1-800-345-2621. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.